Paris Saint-Germain is a fraudulent football club. Welcome back to the Bruise and Belters podcast. This is season two, episode 25. <laughs> Let's get into it, Toby. First of all, welcome back. Episode 25 of season two. Tonight, I'm drinking, uh, I'm back with Eagle Park Brewing Company, same as last week. Um, and by request, I'm drinking a milkshake style IPA by them, which I've heard is really good. Held off on taking a sip until going live. So here it is, first sip. Uh, milkshake IPA is pretty popular right now. Never had one. Let's hear it, Keeks. It is really, really good. Oh really my good? God. Like, like what? Like, how do you even describe? It? Is it malty on top of the IPA ness, or what? What's the, what's the milkshake mean? No, not really. It's almost like a. It's almost more smoothie. Like the first sip was almost like juice. And then, so it's like strawberry vanilla type of okay. milkshake. So it, it, it was like that fruity taste <clears throat> in the aftertaste. It was like, you definitely got that strawberry and that vanilla after. At first, it was almost more more smoothie-like. But then you get that vanilla after, and it, it gives you that like ice cream effect of the milkshake. That is actually really, really good. Let me see what the... I can't find... ABV here, but very good nonetheless. Um, a coworker actually recommended this because I told him I had Eagle Park on the last uh, mm -hmm. on the last pod, and he recommended this. So really good. Anyway, joining me as always, Toby Hinefeld. Tobes, how are you doing? And what are you sipping on? Of course, Keegan doing great. Thank you. Um, love that you just did a Halo tea bag on PSG at the very beginning <laughs> of this intro. Love that. Um, tonight I am drinking, what am I even drinking? This is from Excel Brewing Company out of Breeze, Illinois, uh, 8%. It is Ooh. a Stay Gold America IPA. Um, a few things going on with this, 8%, that's pretty strong for these 16-ounce uh, cans. Yeah. But this is from Breeze, Illinois, which I have no idea where that is, even is, but it is down by St. Louis. Yeah. Um, and this Stay Gold American IPA uh, has the decal or the uh, logo, which are some brass knuckles, which I feel like they're trolling me because one of the last times I got squared straight in the face was at a uh, hardcore metal show um, outside of Breeze, Illinois, actually, <laughs> um, about like 30 minutes, 25, 30 minutes away. It was the last time I got squared, I almost blacked out. So from it all comes show. full circle, Toby. It all yes. comes full circle. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm having, uh, I'm having PTSD just drinking this right now. So here we are. Post-traumatic stress drinking. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. I still can't find a percentage on mine, which is dangerous. So I'll have to look that up. <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see. Actually went out with Amanda and had a, a couple old fashions before this at the bar next door. So it's gonna be a good good episode. Good episode. Yeah, but let's 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 we'll get, get into right it. into it. Yeah, we'll get right into it with the Champions League. Um Real versus PSG, just pinnacle Champions League. This is this is why the tournament is, in my opinion, the greatest competition in, in world football. Um despite the fact, you know, the World Cup and the Euros only happen off and on. Um and this happens every year, just unbelievable. So we'll just get right into it. Real came out looking pretty dominant, in my opinion, the first 10 minutes or so. And then really Verratti just being the maestro he is, kind of slowed things down in the midfield, spread things out, 
um, spread spread Real's midfield and defense out a little bit, and that allowed a little bit more room for Mbappe to get in behind. And he looked unbelievable the first 45, 60 minutes of the match, really, really majority yeah. of the match overall until Real really took over. But um, he grabbed a goal uh, on a ball through from Neymar, and um, he had a couple chances before this, but just streaming down that left side and just kind of did a little stutter, looked up to see where Courtois was and sort of froze Courtois with that look up. And Thierry Henry talked about this actually in the post game, but like as soon as he looked up and then took another step towards the ball, you just had the feeling that he was going to score. Mm-hmm. And he struck it really, really well. Beat him near post. And really he had Courtois' number um, throughout the match. He was He had a couple goals called off um and he made him look silly on one of them that was like the the wildest dummy i think i've seen in a live <laughs> match normally when someone does a dummy it's like a regular mm-hmm. fake shot and you can kind of predict it or see it coming yeah whereas he just swung completely through the ball and then just let it keep rolling past courtois who bit on it but uh, yeah, i don't know I mean, this is the same dude last week you talked about him. I mean, he's a top goaltender in the world, and his it's his future teammate that was putting him on skates. <laughs> potentially. 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 PSG yeah. was playing a 4-3-3 with uh, Mbappe, Neymar, and Messi all up top. So let's not forget about Messi, although he didn't really do a whole ton this game. He was pretty forgettable, yeah. He was involved earlier on um, in a lot of the buildup and stuff, and, you know, Played pretty well centrally mm-hmm. uh, at the very beginning, um, not the very beginning, but you know earlier on in 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 midway through the first half, he looked decent. Um, yeah. but he never really really looked dangerous. He did have a free kick later on in the match that was pretty close uh, to skimming the top post there. But other was than that, that, was that was that the Donnarumma? Because uh, he had a freakish save, like a fingertip shave on a. It was nah. to, he was jumping to his left. And got a fingertip save. I forget who it was against. Uh, it was it was Benzema early on. That was that was Real's real only chance of the first half. Okay, like yeah, because really good chance. Because I was gonna say PSG didn't look bad the first half. It was the second half that things kind of went off the rails. Yeah, outside of the first ten minutes or so of the of the first half, um, I thought PSG dominated and really until Benzema got that first goal, it didn't feel like Real was going to win this. And I yeah. think that's, you know, part of the the beauty of playing at the Bernabeu and part of being at home. I think once he scored that goal, everyone in there believed that they could win it. And I mean, even sitting at home on my couch, I was like, oh shit, this might, like they, they might pull this off. They might come back. And sure enough, um, I mean, he just went nuts. And they, they went nuts in general in the second half. I so, thought Vinicius Jr. was dangerous. Go ahead. Uh, well, I was going to say, Benzema, after his first goal, got his second goal. And two minutes later, got his third. Like, right. he, he was on fire for 20 minutes during that game. And that's all it took. Because the first half, he was, at times, in my opinion, non-existent. But that's yeah. like a striker, like they're poachers. Like, and that's what he, exactly what he was. Granted, they were all coming, like you were saying, Vinny Jr. Uh, he was up there. Modric was even up there. Like there was a lot of attacking front for Real Madrid, towards, especially towards the second half. But as a whole, I think it really kind of 
kind of rested on Benzema's shoulders to get those goals because at times they look kind of stagnant in my opinion. I thought so too. And I thought a big thing too was, was bringing on Eduardo Camavinga actually. And I thought he allowed his ability to stay back and be a defensive midfielder. I thought really allowed Modric to get forward with that. They also needed Modric to get forward because they're a goal yeah. down and, and you have to go and get a goal. So I thought, I thought Modric was unbelievable. Um, yeah, why why not send a 36-year-old Croatian to go, yeah. go save the game, you know? Yeah, and I mean the second goal. So the first goal, Benzema's pressing Donnarumma. Donnarumma makes a mistake. He's playing with it way too long in the back, ends up bouncing it out wide. Um, Vinicius Jr. picks it up and just plays Benzema in square in the center of the box, squares it up, and Benzema just taps it in. Second yeah. goal, just Modric genius. Picks off Neymar in his own defensive third, almost in their own defensive box, and mm. carries the ball all the way to midfield, plays the ball through Kempembe's legs, through to Vinicius Jr. And I thought Vinicius Jr. played really well. All three goals came from them playing it out wide to him, but he looked like he had opportunities to shoot when he had it on the left side there on the, on the left post, and he pulled it back, almost seemed like he wasn't confident in shooting. Oh, the the whole time I thought that he kept yeah pulling it back to his right foot, and I'm like, dude, I feel like you have a good left side. Like, why don't you yeah. keep attacking that? But I think, yeah. I, yeah, I think he was lacking confidence, which good for him, man, because it worked he, out. He, yeah, yeah, he pretty much set up everything. So. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he ended up playing um, playing the ball back to Modric, and you know, kept his composure even though he he slowed down his run, kept his composure, played it back to Modric on top of the box. Everyone, I mean, I'm thinking Modric is going to play it wide. He's got support coming on the right side. And I'm thinking he's going to play it wide. And he gives that glance out wide and then just plays the ball through, just a slight little ball through to Benzema, who's barely on side. Mm -hmm. And he hits one in. Um, and it was just genius. I mean, that's that's the genius of Modric to just pick out a pass like that that completely changes the game and changes yeah. their season. I mean, literally a season-changing pass, two of them in one run of play. Um, it was just unbelievable. And then from yeah. that point on, you knew that they were going to go on and win it. I mean, he is, in my opinion, one of the top five to ten players, but not five, but definitely top ten players over the last ten years just for yeah. his, like, smarts. And he is, he is arguably the general of one of the best – like, he is the captain of the best team in the world you know yeah i mean Arguably he's one of the best yeah he's he's in and at a time when they were the best he was still yeah. that guy you know he's, he's uh, the, those, that's the thing he still is the guy in yeah. essence and he's he's 10 years 30, older than every other yeah. guy yeah i mean that's the thing about him um and you know a lot of times midfielders like that who are who are those mm -hmm. playmaking players so they might not get the shine um, that the goal scorers get, you know, you, you saw it with Xavi and, and Iniesta, who were two of the greatest players of that incredible generation in, in, in Spain. Um, but they may not have made the headlines like a David Villa or Fernando Torres or other players like that. Same with like a De Bruyne, who I, I think has been the best player in the world for the last three or four years, who, you know, he isn't popping in goals like Lewandowski and, and Benzema and, let, let me so write that long. down real quick. KDB, best player in the world. 
Keegan Gowitz. I've said it multiple uh, times, March, and I'll stand March by it. <laughs> even after, even okay. after the Benzema masterclass today, I'll, I'll stand yeah. by that. I mean, I no, just I'm... think I think those type of players completely manipulate the game. And, you know, obviously the goal scorers, it's super important to have a Kareem Benzema or a Lewandowski or somebody who can put it in the back of the net or a Ronaldo. Um, but those players make that possible. So I think Modric just – his impact is incredible, and you saw it today yeah. on full display. So, uh, so Modric, Modric's main assist was on the second Benzema goal, correct? The third Benzema goal was his Hattie, and I don't remember who assisted him on that. Was it Vinny so, as well? Yeah, so that one, I mean, literally seconds later after the second goal, Real – gain possession basically off the kickoff there's like two passes and then they they intercept the ball um which is horrendous they play no, it i was gonna say psg seemed like they they gave up after giving up that second goal it was like they had no cojones you know they were just like, Let's that's, go. that's the exact phrase i wrote down to to describe them. and that's what i've been saying for a long time and I, I felt like a hater for a really long time to say that, to say well, that they're a plastic are. club. Yeah, I kind of am. But just to say that they have no spine, they have no backbone, they're, they're all style, no substance. And I've just been waiting and waiting and waiting. Because I like – I mean, they're obviously an incredibly talented and entertaining club. Yeah. I love Marco Verratti. Like, they have players that are enjoyable – but I, I'm just waiting for them to prove me wrong. I'm waiting for them to show people that they have guts and cojones and they can deliver in a huge match and just step up to a challenge. Like yeah. if somebody punches them in the face, I want them to get back up. And they don't do it. They didn't do it today. They had the opportunity yeah. to do it today and they got socked in the fucking mouth and they turned the ball over two touches after after kickoff to give mm-hmm. up the third goal and get knocked out of the champions league. Yeah. And I just don't I don't believe in that club. I I don't think I think they need to start I don't want to say from scratch, but maybe from scratch to become, you know, congrats, you're selling Jordan jerseys like crazy, but you're not gonna win a big tournament if you don't have a, a tradition, you don't have a chip on your shoulder, you don't have an identity other than like yeah. We're a we're a swaggy like cool hip club, you know. There yeah. is no identity or or tradition about them. I th- I think that's the word I go back to is that tradition. And one of the one of the analysts before the match just said, you know, something about Real. Um, PSG have the lead, but Real have the aura. They just have that big game, big tournament persona about them, and even. I don't think Carragher said after the match, I don't think they'll go on to win it. And I don't think they'll go on to win the champions league either, but you just, you can't count them out in a match like this because of that tradition, because of the Modric's, because of the Cruces, you see Camavinga come on the Benzema's you see Camavinga come on Vinicius junior playing well, like that tradition seeps through to that younger generation. And I just don't see PSG. They don't have that. They don't fit that mold. Yeah, no, I get that. Um, do you think Pochettino loses his job because of this with where they're standing right now in in French in the French league? It's another thing that people have discussed too is whether or not he'll lose it, I don't know. Whether or not he would want to keep it, I don't know. 
I, I don't know if I would want to manage that club if I'm Pochettino. No, no, I wouldn't. They have they have a checkbook, but they don't have they don't have the uh, direction because I I don't know. Maybe some managers are different than others, which I'm assuming they all are. But I, I think I would want to go into a position and kind of be told like, here's the direction we're going based on what you like. Here's the direction we're going go coach, go manage, you know, something like that. And I feel like PSG really doesn't have any direction right now. So they're just bringing in the manager to kind of go do their own thing and kind of play manager, general manager, manager, CEO, you know? And I feel like, I don't know about, I'm not saying Pochettino is not this because I really like him. I respect him as a manager, but I feel like he has all these players, but they just don't necessarily have the the fight, you know, like he has named players. Like if, if you, if you say the top five players from each team, most people are going to recognize PSG's players over anyone else's, you know, even over Bayern Munich. Over yeah, ab- absolutely. Manchester I mean, City. and for them to have those players, uh, a Messi, a Neymar, like an Mbappe, three of the top probably six players in the world and not get anything out of it. Like, yeah, it's not, it's nothing I want to be a part of. So it feels like you said they have no direction. It feels like they have a destination and no direction. Like it's, it's been obvious. They should win every year. And it's, it's obvious that the champions league has been their goal for a while now. And they say it, it feels like their direction is, hey, we want to be here, but they have no, it's just let's splash some money at good players, good individual players, and that's how we're going to get there. But that's not how you do it. You, That's the beauty of soccer. You have to build that system, you know, and it yeah. has to be a, a match of, of managers, system, and players, and the, the club as a whole, and supporters yeah. who believe in it, you know, and it, it just doesn't feel like that. It doesn't, it feels like there are, really valuable pieces that aren't glued together. Yeah. It's like if someone chopped up a, a famous painting and a bunch of people had several different pieces of it, it's not worth anything until it's glued together. Yeah. Let's let's say a sculpture. And let's go with like a good one <laughs> like that. I'm okay with that. Uh, uh, so with that, Mbappe is worth like $190, $200 million. Um, most likely, I'm assuming he's going to leave PSG and go to Real Madrid, who they just played. Um, with that being said, there's one other young player, Vinicius Jr., who is arguably equal transfer market-wise. Um, uh, I'm not saying he is as good as him. I'm not at all. But all I'm saying is that is what he is on the open market worth, almost $200 million as well. Um are you okay with him cleaning Benzema's shoes on that third goal? <laughs> Absolutely. I love that. I, I yeah, think that's no, part of that camaraderie that, that, you know, that, that playfulness to it, the fun aspect of it. The I, I think That is that one of the best it. goal scoring. Shoe shining is one of the best goal scoring. It's just scoring a classic. Sellies. It's a staple. It's, it, a staple. It's, a, it's a team, team selling too. It's not yeah. just one guy. It's okay. everyone. You got to have somebody crouching down there like, Pretending they're taking pictures too. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. It was great. And I thought Vinicius Jr. was really good. I did, you know, like I mentioned, I I 
kind of wanted him to to take a couple more shots when he pulled them back, but obviously things worked out for him and you know, he was a, a pivotal piece of all three of their goals. So you really yeah. can't complain about that. So was there other Champions League games? Or is I mean pretty <laughs> much that's the only one, right? That we actually we actually want to worry about? I don't know. That's the only one really worth discussing. Liverpool uh eked one out yesterday against Inter. Um they lost one nil in the match, but one two one on aggregate. Not not real pretty, but they got the job done. Um solid in the back for the most part. Belter giving out my belter early on. Lataro Martinez scored a peach outside the box. He was on the left side of the goal, struck through the ball with his right foot. Um, like when you come across the ball and it gives it that outside of the foot type of spin on it, put it top right corner, nothing Alisson could have done about it. Um, you know, the ball's curving away from him and he just placed it top right perfectly, just beautiful strike. They gave him a little too much room. That's That's probably the biggest mistake that, the defense made all day was just allowing him to receive the ball out there with that much room being as good as he is. Yeah. But um, other than that, I mean, they just match management. Uh, they were lucky. I think a little bit lucky to get a red card. Um, Alexis Sanchez got sent off two yellows and, you know, from then on, it was just a little bit easier to manage the match. And, and yeah, yeah. Right. Rest in peace, Alexis Sanchez, <laughs> in your red cards. Uh, dude, that guy's going MLS next year, I would have to see him, right? I would actually love to see him in the MLS. I think that'd be a great fit. I could see him <laughs> in Los Angeles or Atlanta just fucking tearing people up. Because he's still got that quick first step. He's still class. He's just, yeah, you know, he's getting a little older. Uh, I, speaking I of tearing be... up, speaking of tearing up, Bayern, Salzburg, what happened there? <sighs> My God, I think that shows maybe, I don't know, without Lewandowski, they draw 1-1. Does that show the impact that he has just being on the pitch? He scored three goals within 23 minutes. Two of them were penalties. But just, I, I, I just wonder how much more confidence the team has just being like, all right, Lewandowski's out here. We're for sure going to bag one, probably two. You know, not yeah. even, whether whether it's even him scoring just his interplay and and him setting things up. Like, I, I just wonder how much comfort they have just knowing he's up top. And Mueller played phenomenal. He had two goals. Nabri had one. Sané had one. But it, it just seems like they they just move differently when he's on the pitch. Yeah, I I mean, he has like 40 goals on the season. I want to say something crazy like that. And that, I mean, that's like 10 more than anyone else. I want to say Mo Salah and Karen Benzema have in the teens, I want to say. They're like the heads of La Liga and EPL. But still, um, I, yeah, I I mean, he's, he's brilliant. Like, he really is. He's the best. I mean, he's the best striker in the world right now. He's the, I want to say maybe necessarily the best striker. He's the best person to score a goal in the world right now. Like if, if that guy has the ball at his feet, he's most likely going to score. If it has it at his knee, his shoulder, his hip, his head, he's going to score a goal more than most people in the world. And I just, I don't know. Like I, yeah, they're, they're so good. And Salzburg, Salzburg played darlings at home two weeks ago and they just 
got put in their place. <laughs> like yeah. that's all there is to it. Like, I mean, some of that was injuries last game compared to this game, but I mean, most of it just comes down to, I mean, the best players on Salzburg might not even make the bench at Bayern Munich. Like it's, it, it is what it is, but at, as a whole Salzburg played amazing, like for them to get as far as they did, like we should be cheering that on not necessarily cheering Robert Lewandowski being the best player in the world. Just kidding. We should be cheering both of those. <laughs> yeah. Thrashing regardless. Um, speaking of thrashings, <laughs> last last matchup, last matchup uh, between City and Sporting, 5-0 City. Today, completely different story, 0-0. I actually I was going to do the split screen and watch both. Um, but I, I didn't. I just watched PSG and Real today, so I only caught some highlights and stuff from this, which there weren't many of. Um, good beer crack there. Um, Thank you. Nil-nil all the way through. No Debrana, no Neves. Um, no need. Yeah, no need. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, basically felt like a rest day for, for City. 19-year-old CJ... Egan Riley um, starting at left back for suspended Kyle Walker. Zinchenko at right back for Cancelo, who was sick. Shout out and Ukraine. Shout out Ukraine. Um, and yeah, basically felt like a rest day for City. Honestly, they had a, a goal called back by Gabriel Jesus. Um, I think they had four shots on on target, like 10, 10 to 12 shots altogether. Um, 68 percent possession something like that so really just went in and took care of business kept possession as they do and and yeah. just saw the 90 minutes out so milan's better do you think salzburg beats boarding right or what do you think hmm yeah i think so yeah i do too i think sporting was the worst team of the group yeah probably. um and city took them took them to the shed so yeah, yeah it is yeah. what it is yeah. Um, yeah, Premier League. Let's talk about your Tottenham Hotspurs. Lord save me. Tottenham, My we're God. on that roller on that roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Lord don't save me. Lord save the boys that we usually have on this. Adam Sondag, Jack Butler, Everton fans. Yikes. Like I don't, do you want to talk Tottenham or you want to talk Everton? Should we feel bad for Everton? I mean, they built it up during the game. You know, like they're on, they're they're what fourth to the last? Like they're they're right above relegation. I think Never they're just played. above Leeds. Yeah. Yeah. So fourth, and they're haven't been relegated since 1945. Never gone down. They they've been in top top football since there was football like yeah i don't i don't know what to think about everton right now like they're terrible do you want me to go through let me go through the schedule right now and i'm gonna tell you or i want you to tell me if uh they win so next everton game is against wolves win or loss 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 everton against newcastle new ammunition newcastle loss to one yeah, and I think these are both away games, by the way, at Wolves, at Newcastle. And then there, there's an FA Cup game. We don't care about that. Well, we do, but we're not going to talk about that. 
there's a pickup game for a postponement, them against Watford. Bottom win, three, by the way. Win 3-1 that sparks a little bit of hope. Okay, and then they go to West Ham. Loss. Loss, yeah. And what about Everton, Manchester United? Oh, my. That's a, that's oh a Saturday. My. See, that's I'm, one. I'm hoping be, that's a 6.30 game, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Um, God, that one's going to be tough to call because that could either be a Manchester United <laughs> routing. Call, call, call the fire trucks. Shit. Yeah. Or that could just be a Man United feel-good match where they win 4-1. I, I really okay. don't know. There, That's the fucking yeah. crazy so, thing about this league. I just don't know. So we're gonna we're gonna chalk that one up, but next game Crystal Palace, which we already talked about Crystal Palace previously, and you said win to Crystal Palace. So are yeah. you flip flopping midway through the season? My heart, <laughs> my heart goes Palace. Um, I think they're a better <laughs> team, body. but they're but they're, they're wishy washy too. Is the thing like they've they've been pretty inconsistent. Bruh, they might be wishy washy, but. <laughs> Crystal Palace has Zaha and Gallagher and everyone else. Michael Oli say, Michael Oli say, yeah, you're right. Yeah, they actually. got everyone. You're right. You're right. No, yeah, don't, don't don't become stupid because it's everything. Uh, <laughs> after that is that Saturday the 23rd is Liverpool loss. I'm not yeah. even going to ask you against Chelsea loss. loss. <laughs> uh, Leicester. Mm, Leicester's mm. been shit this year, so so you never so know. that is. This is the uh, third to last game. Leicester, then they play Brentford again. Taking Brentford. Or no, excuse me. They uh, Watford earlier. Brentford now, and then Arsenal. Yeah. God damn. So, it's not so you, you pretty much gave them two equals on United and Leicester, and then you gave them a win against, Watford. I think you said Wolves or Watford? Watford, yeah. Yeah. So you gave them five points over the next. 12, <laughs> 11 to 12 games. Five wow. points. Yeah. Dude, they're going to be relegated I didn't realize, at that point. I didn't, I didn't realize how bleak it looked for them. Yeah. Um, yeah, they got to hope. Re- you realize where our friends drink at night, dude. This is it. <laughs> <laughs> they really got to hope Leeds are shit for the rest of the year. Um, and I'm curious what Leeds schedule is. But, yeah, it doesn't look good for them. God damn! Uh, Leeds. I would Leeds. hate that too. I would despise that. Even you know, even as a Liverpool fan, like it's it's pretty friendly that rivalry when when Liverpool are pl- in the state that Liverpool are in. Yeah, and I would really, really hate to see everything go down. I'd hate to see Leeds go down as well. So, is it is it bad if you're an Everton fan to jump ship if they go down? Like, do you yeah. do you have to focus with them in the Championship or? Can yeah, you just- absolutely. Absolutely. Maybe maybe root for a maybe root for a Palace or a West Ham or or somebody like that in the Prem. But yeah, you got to stick with them. Yeah. If Tottenham were relegated, would you jump ship? Uh, no, I would not. (laughs) With that being said, I almost jumped ship like two weeks ago because I wanted to kill (laughs) myself. Uh, But let's get back to it. So Tottenham (laughs) ended up beating Everton. They didn't just beat them; they beat the piss out of them. Harry Kane looked phenomenal. Best number nine of the world. I'll go ahead and say it. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he does excel else... against those bottom feeders, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's a bum slayer. Let's just be real here. He's a he's a king slayer. He be- he belongs in Game of Thrones. 
I can't even I can't even joke about that just because of how good he he was against City. I I can't uh, I can't so, even slander him like that. Okay, so with that being said, two things. One, he has eight goals to meet Sergio Aguero for like fifth all time Premier League goal scorer. Uh, outside of London, I'm talking no West Ham, no Chelsea, no Arsenal viewpoints, no Tottenham viewpoints. You're Liverpool no Crystal supporter. Palace. No Crystal Palace. Forgot about them. Little stepsister. Um, so with that being said, what is your opinion on Harry Kane? Not just his like overall game prowl, but like just him as a person or as a figure in in the sport. What is your opinion? I used to hate on this dude so much. I feel like I say that way too often. I'm just a hater at this point. Um, disclaimer, I am just a hater. Um He's just got one of those faces that you just want to fucking punch. Like, I, I just, he's one of those guys you don't want to like, but you got to respect his game because he is okay. unbelievable. He is truly unbelievable. He doesn't have any dirt on his name either. Like, from a personal aspect, I, I have Dude, no reason he, to dislike I, him. I have no reason to hate him. Yeah. I feel like he's with his high school sweetheart. Yeah. And he has like three kids. Perfect. Like, He's an honorable person, and he just scores goals, and everyone hates him. And then they're going to take him to Manchester City this offseason, and they're going to be like, oh, yeah, he finally got it. He's always had it. Like, I, I feel like everyone just hates on him. No, I mean, he has always had it, and everyone knows that. He's had unbelievable seasons, golden boot winning seasons at Tottenham, and, and I think people – respect that and if they don't know they will eventually respect that i was like that with kobe bryant man i didn't like kobe bryant for the longest time until all of a sudden i was like i can't fucking hate this guy he's unbelievable <laughs> like, it was before he died right <laughs> <laughs> yes r.i.p let me pour a little out for him um no i mean eventually that greatness just like can't go you can't go on hating that, and and he is one of those players who is truly, truly great. He affects them, and even when he's not scoring goals, he affects them in that Kevin DeBrana way that I was talking about earlier. You know, even when he's not on the score sheet, he is a guy that's manipulating play all over the pitch, and I think you have to respect that and appreciate that. Um, especially, you know, we're getting to witness him in his prime. There's a ton of players back in the day. You go back and watch highlights, and you're like, damn, I wish I would have got to watch this guy. Like, our grandkids will watch Harry Kane highlights and be like, shit, I wish I would have got to watch this guy. Uh, that last goal that he had, his second goal, oh. I think it was the fifth goal, fifth goal was a uh, – so Matt Dougherty's coming on strong. Let's not even talk about that because I will talk to you <laughs> in 30 minutes. But uh, <laughs> Diego Maradona, baby, let's go. Um, dude threw a flamethrower of a shot. And it just, or a flamethrower of a pass instantly hit Harry Kane, and he one timed, open heeled it, far post, like clinical. Uh, top, he's in top form, top form right now. He, he went no goals during uh, Nuno Esposito's form, but after that, like he, under Conte, like he's awesome. It's to the point where it's like, Antonio, Antonio. Antonio, that's what I'm chanting all game, every game, just like all the Tottenham supporters. Phenomenal. Uh, also that's, phenomenal, but go ahead. I was just going to say, that's one of those goals that you score when you're up, though. You know, like if it's a 1-1 one, one game 
in the 70th minute, you're looking to pick out a pass. Like, that's an outrageous angle. And oh, being definitely. in the lead, no. being, being in control of the game gives you that confidence where you're like, fuck it, if I miss this, who gives a shit? Yeah. And yeah, that's, he, that's he probably, the great thing about having a lead. It allows those great strikers to score great goals, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I think it felt like he had like a two – a two to one and a half foot like little bar area that he like saw past Pickford because Pickford played pretty well. In my opinion, there was a few times he was out of place, especially on the human son goal, which I think was the second goal of the game. Um, But overall, I thought he played pretty well. I think, I mean, if you want to get into Everton, their defense is, yeah, they awful. didn't. They didn't do him any favors. They're, oh no, they they're terrible. No favors. They look. They looked brutal. Absolutely so, brutal. So I don't know if you want to segue into Liverpool, but Spurs fans were chanting after this game to Lampard, "You're just a shit, Stephen. <laughs> You're just a uh, shit, Stephen Gerrard." <laughs> so, like, dude, for them to say that, like, Stephen Gerrard, like, that, oh, that is what it is. So, wow. That's the deepest cut you can probably take on Frank. Yeah. And <laughs> it's, it's either Jared or Scholes that, that you say is better than <laughs> hey, him. And, yeah, and Frank Frank was literally probably thinking like, oh, well, he kind of sat back and played played back further than – or played up further than me while I sat back, and he played 100 more games, but what's the matter, <laughs> you know? Here we are. Other than that, I mean, Premier League – Let's it was kind of it was kind of whatever this week, yeah, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. We'll just run through the results real quick. Leicester beat Leeds one nil. Chelsea pounded Burnley four nil. Um, Villa stomped Southampton. This was a match that I thought was going to be uh, close. Uh, yeah, I want to talk about this. Uh, the Coutinho impact. Yeah, I mean, a real deal, he's man. he's doing it. Like, I I hope he stays. Don't you? Like, oh, I hope absolutely. he doesn't go back. Like, I hope he stays there. I feel like he's. A part of the team he likes to be there like when he was goal celebrating even when he wasn't scoring the goals like it felt like he was like the cheerleader of the team and i think that goes a long way for a team like aston villa where they're not a top premier league team they're just like a i mean right now they're a 10 to 5 team you know what i mean but yeah. like for them to have some player like that that has that like top top club in the world mentality, but also plays with them. I think that's huge. Yeah, fits um, in well with them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so ab- after the game, Steven Gerrard <laughs> said that uh, about uh, Philippe Coutinho, that uh, he probably finished my career. He's the reason I got screws in my knees and my groins. <laughs> yeah, so he's <laughs> so he, he respects Coutinho. I mean, he played, he coached him previously as well. Uh, when Coutinho was on loan, and it's just like, I mean, I, I feel like it's a match made in heaven. Like, and Danny Ings got on the scoreboard. Like, Villa, Villa looks good right now. Liverpool two point Yeah, whatever you want to say, Liverpool <laughs> boy. Uh, Brentford beat Norwich three one. Newcastle staying hot. They beat Brighton two one. Um, Palace with a big win over Wolves, 2-0. Wolves have been playing quite a bit better the second half of the season. Um, and I think that's a big win for Palace. Uh, Liverpool, really big win, in my opinion, 1-0 over West Ham. Um, that's, in my opinion, that's a big test. They've had a couple matches recently against, you know, teams that are, you know, 
should be wins. And yeah. that match that, that to me is a, a true test. And I think that's really good gearing up, obviously, before Inter this week in the Champions League. And then moving forward, you know, second half of the season, they're going to have some, Keeps, some solid teams to play against. Uh, this dude got the late goal in the FA Cup uh, for West Ham. Evans, I want to say his name is. He's a forward. Um, um, he got, no, no, no. He got, he got against, injured for West Ham. Are you talking about um, – oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah, I let me pull it up. Are you talking about this. Bowen, Jared Bowen? Yeah, excuse me. Yeah, I said Evans. Yeah, I meant yeah, I was been on fire. Evans. It's been on fire. Yeah, so he he got injured in this game, and I think that's going to be huge for West Ham, in my opinion, because I feel like he is one of the glue figures up front for West Ham, and without him, like, I mean, they're 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 on a run right now to be top top four, top six at least, you know, like, and so for yeah. him to get injured like he is, I think that's huge for them, because it and looked the like thing he is, was out. Go ahead. The, the thing is with them, they do have – they don't have crazy depth. They don't have top five club depth um, where they've got several players who could come in and fill that role. But they do have like a, a, a guy like Saeed Benrama who could come in and play in that position. Um, yeah. And, you know, if, if he's out wide where Bowen normally plays, they can slide somebody else in centrally like – Lanzini, Suchek, you know, Declan Rice. They've got options there in the middle of Lasich. Um, so Mark Noble, I mean, they, they do have another option there in the midfield. So I, I think they'll be okay, but it does hurt because Bowen was getting really, really hot. I mean, he's, he's one of the hotter players in the league right now. So mm-hmm. I do think that's a huge blow to them just as far as – productivity goes and you know yeah just the pace of I mean, the season as, as players build up and momentum and whatnot no exactly and i mean we don't know exactly how long his injury is going to be if it's a week two weeks three weeks we don't know but for him just to take a knock to get him off of the pitch uh that has to be at least a week i would assume so that's a blow for them and a blow for him you know yeah i mean imagine running into that kind of form probably the best form of his career so far and and having something like that pop up so uh that hopefully and west, and west ham's one of the this is probably the best they've been in 20 years you know yeah yeah in a, in, in a minute so <laughs> yeah yeah so hopefully hopefully he'll recover quickly yeah i haven't followed up on on the injury i don't i don't know what he's out with or how long he'll be out so Hopefully he'll he'll be back in shape pretty soon. Um, Arsenal beat Watford three two. Goals from I believe all of the young three. No, no Emil Smith Rowe. So three of the young four Gunners. Uh, Odegaard scored early. Saka scored, and then Martinelli scored um, a little bit later on. So yeah. I mean, keep, keep, dude, that young core is phenomenal. Are we? Yeah, are we? <laughs> I mean, that young that young core is what i mean that's what makes them and are we scared by this they got rid of obomiang obomiang has been shining for barcelona and arsenal is actually looking better without him as well it looks like it was a a work for both you know like both people or both groups got away with a better opportunity and i I don't know like I, i hate arsenal i hate him so much but 
I can't help but realize how good they look right now. Yeah, you know? I mean, it's it's good for the league, and again, like above anything oh, is else, it? <laughs> it's easier for me to say. Like I'm, I'm, I, I try to remind myself to enjoy right now with Liverpool being in a solid place, but like, so it's easier for me right now to say like, I appreciate. I don't know. I'm, 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 I, I try to be a fan of the sport and the state of the league and the state of the game before Liverpool, even though that's tough to do. Um, and so for me, as much as I, I don't want Arsenal to go win any cups or win the Premier League, it is exciting to see this young group like flourish, you know, I mean, and they're all <laughs> likable players too. I love watching Odegaard play. I love Saka. I love Emil Smith Rowe. I, I love Martinelli. You know, tyranny. tyranny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're they're good guys. We just they're not yeah. great guys. <laughs> <laughs> because of the badge that they wear, they're not great guys. They're good. They're good kids. You know. Yeah. They're just not great. Yeah. No. I, I think it's exciting personally. I don't want to see them give Liverpool a run for their money anytime soon. But I'd be fine with sitting them, seeing them sit like fourth in the table, fifth in the table. Well, so that's what I'm getting at. Do you think they have a shot at fourth? I mean, it's them, Tottenham, Manchester United. Who do you think is it right now, today? Um, Today, mm-hmm. I think Manchester United, and I hate to say that because I don't think they're good, but I think they're good enough, and oh, I think they're experienced okay. enough. Um, yeah. Whereas Tottenham has just kind of been in this weird cyclone of building then rebuilding and and they're just mixed up um and arsenal is starting to build it's it's beginning but i don't think i think they're still a year or so away from being like sitting comfortably in that top four or five um and then united just they over the past few years they just seem to get the results when they need one whether it's a draw or a win or whatever it might be, they get that late goal or they figure something out as ugly as it is and painful to watch as it is and brutal. They just seem to hang around. And I think that tide is starting to shift where Arsenal's on that come up. And I think United is slowly disintegrating and getting worse and worse. So I think it's kind of, we're in that limbo where, at the end of this season, United's starting to slip and Arsenal's starting to rise. And I think next season we'll see Arsenal really solidify themselves in that top four place and United kind of start to slip, which they have the funding and they have the name and they have the tradition where they'll and, be up. And, and they have Harry Maguire too. So, <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that should be item number <laughs> one. That should be item number one for them. If they can sell them for half of what they got, if if I owned United and I could sell Harry Maguire for thirty million, I'd be ecstatic and I'd get rid of him. <laughs> and they paid seventy five mil for that fucking. Game. I'm I'm sorry, Keeks. I cut you off and you were on a very good tangent, and I just shit on Harry <laughs> Maguire with you. <laughs> no, and I, I knew you it. would take the bait. I knew you would. You were yeah, like of course, a bass. Of course, yeah, of course, of course you were. Yeah, just a hungry bass. Yeah, no, I, I think United United's just on the decline. But the, again, that's the thing. That's that tradition that we talked about with Real and, and PSG. As much as I dislike them, they will re up, 
and they will go out and get those players that they need to get. You know, like we saw them go and splash money on on McGuire. And it was like even before, I mean, he's been shit this season. He wasn't good last season, but he's been shit this season. And we went and saw them pick up Varon, which is huge. You know, so I think either they slide in maybe um, Lindelof for the time being. I, I don't know. I think they'll stick with McGuire, but I think they'll just pick up pieces that they need to pick up and they'll figure things out. But I do think they'll have a little decline next year as they figure that out. And I think that'll be the opportunity for, for Arsenal to slide in there for that fourth spot. Chelsea had dope jerseys over the weekend too, by the way. <laughs> Did they? What were they wearing? I didn't even I didn't even uh, watch the, it was uh, like a navy blue, dark blue? light blue yeah, uh, yeah. camo with like a neon orange. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they were they were pretty dope. Kid of the week from you or no? Definitely kid of the week. Hate yeah. to say it. Yeah. Uh, if I had to give a second kid of the week, it would be for Brentford because Ivan Tony had that hat trick. Yeah. So my boy. Um, other result. Actually, the only other result. Uh, speaking of shitting on Man United, Man City beat them four one. Love to see that. De Bruyne with two goals. Mares with two goals. Jaden Sancho scored a goal. Uh, one bright point for United lately. He has seemed to be a little bit more comfortable and playing with a little bit more confidence and picking up with the pace in the Premier League. So regardless, uh, Manchester City peppered him. 24 shots, 10 on target, 70% possession. I mean, they just battered him, dominated him. Yeah, uh, nothing to say. <laughs> it was that was one of the worst games I've watched in a while. Like City made them look like dolls, and United, United, you realize like they're just not very. I mean, they're like Tottenham. You know, they're not very good. Grant Tottenham just beat the team that beat them by four, two to one at home, but still like or three to two at home, but whatever. So yeah. Other league, than that. Um... Just some things to look forward to coming up. We have got Europa, uh, round of 16, leg one of two. Um, tomorrow, Sevilla versus West Ham will be a good one. Um, Barcelona versus Galatasaray. Rangers play Servina Zvezda. And then um, Braga plays against Monaco in Atalanta versus Leverkusen. I think it'll be a really good one. So that'll be the first leg of the round of 16. That is all tomorrow. And then next week, back with more Champions League. Second leg of United versus Atletico. Juve versus Villarreal. Both of those are tied 1-1. And then Ajax versus Benfica tied 2-2. And then um, Chelsea lead Lille. 2-0. So, um, some big matches coming up here. Other than that, Tobes, I gave my belter out earlier. Uh, I know we had a few on the Twitter page over this past week. Actually, several. So, so that yeah, Geeks, you're absolutely right. Follow us on uh, Brews and Belters uh, on Twitter, Instagram. Um, belter of the week, Luka Modric, the, the 36-year-old Croatian uh, against Real Sociedad, left foot. Oh, my God. Like, it reminds... 
I, I mean, there's there's only so many goals in the world, and that's that's one of them. You know what I mean? Like it's it's just so good. Uh, I don't know how else to describe it. It was it was picturesque. It was uh, probably top goal of the day in the league. Definitely, probably in the world. Wayne Bam, thank you, ma'am. <laughs> what about you? Did you see it, Keith? Do you want to yeah, see anything? Yeah, no, let's, let's talk it. about it. No, let's not talk about it. You don't like Luka Modric. I saw it. It was beautiful. I saw it. It was beautiful. I just shouted out Luka Modric for like 10 minutes earlier. No, it was gorgeous. He cut in left foot. Yeah. You, let one rip. He, had a, he actually had a couple opportunities today with the left. Yeah, I think he's – Big cojones right now. He's just yeah. like, ah, I got it. I got to hit it. Like, yeah. might as well. Like, absolutely. Yeah. Do you have a cheer or a boo, please? I actually don't have any. Um, That's what <laughs> you are. I, I don't. Have you any. are worthless. I I really am. With boos and cheers, it's always I'm always a letdown. Yeah. Uh, so I'm thinking next week we clean this segment. We <laughs> we get something new. I don't know. Maybe not. Um, I do not have a boo either because I'm all positive, no negative. Uh, my cheer is for the MLS starting out and uh, Charlotte getting their MLS team for the first time. 75,000 fans, Key. That's a lot of fans, bro. That's my I cheer. I saw that. They played, uh, they played LAFC, correct? Yeah. Uh, that's a complimentary, complimentary belter of the week from Keegan and I. We're going to give it here right now. Complimentary Belter by LA Galaxy. I don't remember the player, but that was a hit nonetheless. Was that Did you see the, it? First goal? Uh, yeah, that was yes, on the, the Twitter. Yep. MLS has the Belters always. That's yes, the one. Hashtag. That is one Thank thing you. that the the MLS is great for. They've got the Belters. Uh, dude, bangers. Yeah, absolutely. It was, um, God, I don't remember the name either, actually. Alvarez, yeah. Los Angeles. Are, yeah, are we no, going to get out of here without talking about more about Benzema? I wanted more Benzema talk, but no. I feel like Dude. we salivated over him for a little while. I mean, we okay. can continue if you want. Nah, no, no, no. I don't want I don't want to do anything you want to. I, I don't force people <laughs> to do anything. So, All right. Well, we'll, ra- we'll wrap it up with that then. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, he was unbelievable today. He was – that's the story of the day in football, really. Um, and obviously the future of Mbappe after that, honestly. Um, PSG in general. Keeks, no, wait. I'm sorry. Do, does he take over for Benzema? Mbappe? No, no. Benzema's no, not No, you don't think yet. so? You think, they play, you think they play together next year? He's not done yet. <sighs> so they play together next year, yeah? That's what you're maybe, saying right now. Maybe because I think you keep Vinicius on the left, Benzema in the middle, you could have Mbappe on the right, I suppose, and move either move Asensio to the bench, sell him, or move him to midfield. But assuming Modric continues playing, assuming Cruz stays around, and then you've, you've also got Valverde back there. So you have so many options in the midfield already. So I don't know. They'll have to figure out what they want to do with Asensio if they keep him. Because mm. I don't know how you get rid of Benzema or – Vinicius at this point. Yeah. You know, I could probably pay you like $60 million on the very, 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 very low end to figure all this out <laughs> at a national level. So, yeah, hire Good me. For you. Hire yeah. me, USMNT. 
<laughs> Guarantee I'll get rid of Burhalter real quick. <laughs> All right. What else you got? Is that it? Nothing. That's cheers. Let's go. Cheers. All right. Tune in next week, everybody. Peace. Perfect. I don't know how long that was. <laughs>